all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Not looking forward to this one. This is not fun. I tweeted this a moment ago, but I'll reiterate it here to open the show. My mama always said, if you got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. But she also told me to tell the truth. This week sucked. Absolutely sucked. The Brewers get swept by the worst team in baseball, the Oakland A's. They're still two games above 500. They're looking up now in the standings, if you want to start looking at the standings. To the Pirates, they're a game back. They're both 34 wins, but the Brewers have two games in hand. they got two off days this week. They'll face each other head-to-head for the first time next weekend here at American Family Field, the next time you'll see the Brewers at home. And the Brewers are officially at a massive crossroads. Massive. I'm not going to sit here and say everything's fine, because it's not. The clubhouse knows it. The front office knows it. You know it. I know it. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, everything's fine. They'll, they'll get through this. I, I don't know. I, it'd be easy to sit here and be the ever-optimist that I am, and I try to be optimist, optimistic. I try to be fair. My, my approach to this job and this role is, if I'm going to say it into a microphone, I'd say it in the clubhouse, and I'd say it if somebody asks for honest feedback. And quite frankly... The Brewers, the honest feedback right now is something's got to change. This same song and dance. Yeah, they scored three runs in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. That's great. Quite frankly, the fact that it took them this long to score a a rally, to have an inning like that against the worst pitching staff in baseball is alarming to me. It took the 27th inning and took until the final inning of the series for the Brewers to get off the deck. That's what's alarming to me. They held a lead for a couple of innings today. Christian Yelich, it's an opposite field homer. They had another run in the third. And then in the blink of an eye, it's 4-2 to two A's. And the stat from Kurt Hogue of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel absolutely blew my mind. And I'm going to read this to you now because it's, it's even further now. Uh, it's continued, this streak. The Brewers have not come back from a two-run deficit. Remember, they were down 4-2 earlier in the game. They have not come back from a two-run deficit since May 14th. Not even a tie. Even in a game they maybe eventually lose, if they were down by two runs, they have not erased it since May 14th. In almost a month of playing, when they are down by two runs, it is over. Yikes. That's awful. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain it. And I'm not going to sit here and say the guys aren't trying their best. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I need to see more effort. It's execution. It's not effort. It's not, you know, it's a lot of guys pressing at once. It's a lot of failed execution. It's a lot of bad approaches, in my opinion. The Brewers swung at the first pitch, by my count, six times today. Six And they wonder why every other at-bat, they're in an 0-2 hole or 0-1 hole. They're letting pitches go by. If you're wondering why the one guy that's hitting on this team is doing so, it's because he's swinging. Owen Miller, 
He swings in the first three pitches almost every at-bat. And it's something to be said, well, Dom, they got to swing at strikes. You're not wrong. But the point is, be the aggressor. Be the guy to push the pedal. If you get a first-pitch fastball, I'd rather you swing and foul it off than take it down the middle. There are different counts in different situations. Like, you know, somebody asked me today on uh, in between the end of the game and the start of this show, why did why did uh, Toro take that 1-1, or I think it was Perkins, take that 1-1 curveball that was right down the middle? Are you looking for a 1-1 curveball against a guy who just came out of the bullpen who's struggling with command? No, of course not. That's a good approach. Put the ball in play, ground it out. But to ask Blake Perkins, who was signed to this team for depth, not expected to play this much at the big league level because of all the injuries, to have the game rest on his shoulders, and the shot that Bally Sports Wisconsin showed of him, it tore me up, man. He was torn up about it, not coming through in the clutch there. He knows it might be a limited time in the big leagues for him, and he's a great dude. I'm rooting like heck for him. I'm rooting like heck for everybody in that clubhouse. And to see him torn up like that, getting swept by the A's, being the final out of a game that the Brewers almost made a miracle comeback in, it breaks your heart. But at the same time, it's not his fault. You shouldn't be down 8-3, to three, entering the bottom of the ninth against the worst team in baseball. Craig Gishon's going to join us in just a little bit. A couple of texts that have rolled in as well, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. One question, why are we not using Devin Williams? That's a question I had, too. Why not use Devin in the ninth? You have an off day tomorrow. Peter Strzelecki did his job in the eighth. I see why Pat Murphy wanted to get another inning out of him, try to get him back on track, but it didn't work. Again, you have an off day tomorrow and an off day on Thursday. Why not use Devin? And with the way things played out, maybe it would have mattered. It's... Odd now to see it devolve into what it is, where the offense is ice cold. And yes, they showed up late, but I, it's honestly frustrating that they showed up late because it's going to skew the picture of this game. Oh, they lost a close one, 8-6, to six, a slugfest, and the A's won it. No, no, no. They were getting beat from the fourth inning on. They out-hit the, they out-hit the A's. But they did not get the win. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. If you want to call, if you want to text, we'd love to hear from you. we got an hour-long show for you today. Just getting going on Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 8-6, the final. The Brewers are swept by the A's. They've lost four games in a row. The A's have won five in a row. They now took a series from the Pirates and sweep the A's. That is not a good picture for the NL Central. And oh, by the way, the Cardinals are 12 games under 500. What a weird, weird division. Craig Kishon will join us once his television duties are done. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, I want to get to you in just a moment here, Blake. Don't worry, I see you here on the phone line. Got to make sure that we keep the uh, sponsors happy here on the program as Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by 
Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. All right, Blake in Madison, thanks for waiting through the break. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, Tom, I agree with your point you made a minute or two ago that a lot of it is execution. And I'm also just thinking in conjunction, I wonder if it's sort of a mentality game. Uh, I also just kind of wonder, I think it was Grant Bills from uh, WOZN who made this point the other day. You know, really, who's the leader of this team? Like, just 2023 Milwaukee Brewers, I know there's been so many injuries, but just where's the leadership coming? Is it Christian Yelich, Adamas, you know, Burns, even though he's probably eyeing his way out of Milwaukee as soon as he can get it? I just wonder, you know, where's that presence in the clubhouse? And, you know, I'm not trying to impugn Craig Council when I say that, but, you know, who's the player on the team who's just going to, you know, look at the guys in the eye and say, hey, you know, this is perhaps one of the worst field of teams in professional baseball history we're up against. We can do better than this, guys. You know, let's pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just get this job done. Yeah, I I agree. Appreciate it there, uh, Blake. But when it comes to leadership, and you're right, you're not impugning Craig Council, and every manager in baseball knows he needs to lean on clubhouse leaders as well. That every single team has guys like that. And for, this is my take. I looked around in spring training, and like don't don't get me wrong, spring training is a little bit different than the regular season. Everyone's in a good mood, things are light, there's always optimism, things like that. But I was just kind of looking around like I Willie's the obvious answer, right? But when Willie was gone for the World Baseball Classic, you're like, well, who is the leader? You know, and then when Willie was gone for the 10 days, it's like, well, and now Willie's struggling offensively. And you start to, like, peek at, oh, well, this, you know, he's a free agent to be after next year. And, you know, Burns is a free agent to be after next year. Woodruff has been hurt all year. And I think for me, in my opinion, it's Brandon Woodruff. And it goes back to the fact of he is hurt. And he hasn't been totally with the team. He has been with the team the last few weeks now since he's come back uh, starting to play some flat grounds and such. But when your leader of the team isn't able to do it you know, on the field, that certainly doesn't help. And Willie Adamas, maybe you can consider a leader of the offense, and he has not been performing to this point. But I think that's a fair question. And the fact that I don't have a firm answer aside from Brandon Woodruff, I think tells you the real answer. Uh, it, it's Someone's going to take the lead, I think, after tonight. They have to. They have to. I'm sure we're going to hear about a team meeting, uh, a closed-door meeting, a players-only meeting in the next 48 hours before the Brewers take on the Twins on Tuesday. But something like that simply has to happen. Someone's going to wear it. Someone's going to step forward and, and be the guy to help take the Brewers moving forward. Uh, looking at a few more texts here as well. 11 runners left on base. Seems to be the same story every season. Over the past 10-year period, the Brewers must be leading MLB and runners left in scoring position. Someone in the organization needs to be left held accountable for this. So it's funny. The, the texter didn't leave their name. Or, uh, Steve and Sheboygan, I should say. Uh, Steve, it's funny. I actually just looked this up the other day, just specifically for this season. And we're one of the last teams the Brewers are in runners left on base as far as totals for the season. But that's a double-edged sword, right? If you're not leaving runners on base, maybe one of your thoughts says, oh, that means they're scoring the runs. Or it means, oh my gosh, they're not getting base runners. And quite frankly, it's the latter. They're not getting a lot of base runners. And then today, they got 10 hits. And quite frankly, they scored six runs. They got 11 left on base. Like, If this was a win, right, and you held 
the A's to two, three runs, and you won a game with six runs, 10 hits, and 11 left on base, that'd be a very normal line. Because when you're getting activity on the base paths, you're, when you're scoring runs, more base runners are aboard. I wouldn't overreact to left on base, but the number that freaks me out is the lack of comeback, the lack of fight, the lack of this team's ability to come from behind. And the numbers speak for themselves. Not only are they the worst team in baseball right now when trailing in the game, they're hitting 197, and that ninth inning is certainly going to help that number uh, a little bit today. If you look at baseball history, okay, 197 for a full season would be the worst in baseball history for a team to hit when trailing in a game. That is terrifying. It's the truth. The Brewers are not a comeback team. Like I just said a moment ago, they have not overcome a two-run deficit in almost a month, regardless if they won the game or not. If they're down you know, 2 nothing and they tie it up 2-2 but then lose the game 3-2, they haven't even done that. They have not overcome a two-run deficit since May 14th. And they were down 4-2 in this one. They lose 8-6. Three runs at the top of the ninth were the difference. Rowdy Telez misses a game-tying homer by a stitch in the bottom of the eighth inning. He nearly got it. And finally, the Brewers hit the ball hard a few times, but couldn't get the job done. And the number I tweeted earlier, the Brewers are now 19-26 and since that awful series-ending loss to the Boston Red Sox. Since they gave up nine runs in the eighth inning against Boston. Remember, uh, Yoshida hit two homers? They are 19-26 and since then. Seven games under five hundred. That's glaring. That's what this team looks like. And the Central's not very good, so they're still in the hunt, which is crazy to me. But I think Brewers fans share this sentiment, yeah, cool, they're in the hunt for the Central, but they know that this team probably isn't good enough to win a playoff series as it stands right now. And quite frankly, I would not disagree with you. I have said since the offseason, I have stuck my, uh, put myself to this take. I've always thought the Brewers' ceiling was 90 wins. If everything goes right, they could win 90 games. Now they're flirting with 500, and everything's gone wrong. So who's it going to be to step forward? It's going to come down to execution. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 for your thoughts, for your texts, for your tweets. Uh, Craig Kishan's going to join us momentarily, get to a few more here as well. Another text here. I understand Joey Weimer has had a hot bat for a bit, but I don't think he belonged batting number two spot. He seems he's more comfortable when he's lower in the lineup. My other question is, why was the last play not challenged? In my opinion, it was too close to just settle for the ending out. Uh, for the second question there, uh, Nestor Corridor was on the replay phone to the replay room. He signaled he's out. And so Pat Murphy said, let's not waste anybody's time. He's out. I know optically you're thinking, might as well just challenge you. you got nothing to lose. But let's not waste anybody's time. He's out. Move on. That's why you have the replay room. Uh, but the first part of that question I said this in Brewers' warm-up. Joey Weimer actually had a 340 batting average against lefties, and they were starting against a lefty today. He had been the hot bat. He's got an 11-game on base streak now. And quite frankly, it was an example of trying something new. Right? Yelly went down to the 5 spot. Weimer went up to the 2 spot. Miller's been leading off. Tried something new. I'm fine with doing that. And you throw up to the wall, see what sticks. That may or may not have stuck. It is what it is. I want to get to a few more texts and calls. Got to take a break, though. Craig's going to be with us on the other side. Don't go anywhere. 620 WTMJ.
Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Starting to get some reaction out of the clubhouse. I'm Dom Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Quote from Freddie Peralta, similar to Adrian Hauser the other night. They're all big leaguers. They're here for a reason. Amen. Gave up back-to-back home runs. You blink for a second, and there's not a league higher than this one. And they're cutting their teeth along with everybody right now. So a, a tough series sweep for the Brewers. Not great vibes right now, but we're going to sit through this group therapy session all together uh, here on WTMJ. want to thank Hupe and Abraham for every double play the Brewers turn this season. Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you are injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team at Hupe and Abraham. H-U-P-Y, Hupe dot com. A few more texts that have come in here. Uh, how is Tyrone Taylor doing right now? Uh, Tyrone Taylor got a cortisone shot. Uh, we got the update yesterday from Craig Council. He's going to be shut down for about another week or so while he recovers from this latest development in his right elbow. Uh, and they will reassess and see what needs to happen for him to return to the playing field and baseball activities. The good news is Sal Freelick is on his way back. He's currently in the Arizona call, uh, uh, Complex League right now trying to make his way back to the uh, AAA Nashville Sounds, and maybe he'll be up sooner as opposed to later to be a spark for the crew moving forward. Uh, Craig Kishan joins us now here on the program. Uh, I know your show was probably not a, a fun one to do, Craig, and ours has been off to a slow start here to say the least, but I, I don't know how else to say lack of execution and disappointment and frustration and... Quite frankly, I'm sure a lot of Brewers fans are feeling embarrassment that they're the team that gets swept by the Oakland A's. Uh, what, what's your reaction to these last four games for the Brewers? Well, they've been tough. Um, they really have. Our, our job is to basically report on the game, give reaction to the game, um, you know, interact with the players and coaches and whatnot. And, and we all know that, but it's uh, the last the last several days has been pretty difficult putting things together with, you know, some type of a positive ring to it. And it's it's not always your job to do that, Dom. I mean, you know what I'm talking about here on this one. But the, you know, y- you play this game every single day, and I I think there are times where frustration really sets in. And I, I think we're in that time here right now. I don't, I don't know if you just want to call it a, you know, a season low, rock bottom, anything like that. I think sometimes that's a little too easy. Um, but I, you know, there's there's some stuff going on here, and I think it's a part of it might be a result from all the injuries they've endured, um, and part of it is uh, just might be, you know, guys that aren't you know, living up to their capabilities here right now. Um, there, there's a lot of new faces on this club. So patience is definitely uh, of the virtue here at, at this point in the season. We're in the early June, and there's still a lot of season left here. Um, but uh, I thought Blake Perkins was wearing it on his sleeve in the in the dugout at the end of the game. He was hanging his head big time. I know I made the final out, and he feels disappointed by that, but – um, I think it's also a representation of 
probably how most of these guys are feeling here right now. Um, they'll give you the standard line of, hey, the A's are a major league team and stuff, but they certainly didn't expect to get swept uh, by this team or even lose this series for that matter. Yeah, eight five five six one six one six twenty. if you want to call, if you want to text. Uh, now a 500 team, same every year. Player gets hangnail out two weeks. I don't want to agree with that. But how will you ever get a World Series? Thanks from Jerry and Bayview. I, I disagree on the injury front. There are some real injuries being dealt with by this team right now. There's uh, bad luck, certainly, in some of that, too. But it's execution. I think you put it well there, Craig, the fact that there are guys not living up to their standard and to their expectations. Uh, I don't want to pick on singular guys, but look, Rowdy's been ice cold right now. The John Singleton experiment hasn't quite worked out as the Brewers had hoped it would. Peter Shrezlecki is ice cold right now. Uh, William Contreras, aside from the home run, had really cooled off from yesterday. William Adamas is ice cold right now. Brian Anderson has reverse splits. I mean, I don't want to pick on individual guys, but these are the guys that were helping carry this team in April, and they've kind of virtually disappeared right now. Yeah, it, it's hard to look at anybody who's, you know, playing to their capabilities, really, other than Owen Miller, who's probably playing beyond his capability. Not undoubtedly. I, I don't know. Maybe that's an unfair way of saying it. He's having a great season, and I want to give him a lot of credit for that. And he's capable of doing big things. But you know what I mean by that? He's Maybe he's paying, playing above expectations. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um but, I mean, there's a pretty steep drop-off after that just for, for guys that have the ability to put pressure on every single pitcher, every single at-bat they have in a game. He seems to be the one uh, that, that has the uh, best chances here right now, to say the least. But when you drop off with the other eight, that, that makes it difficult. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it, it's tough not to – point some fingers sometimes but I mean players players need to be aware of this and they are aware of this and you know they've got to figure it out that that's the problem in this game man this is the toughest part is getting out of slumps and figuring these things out and right now this crossroads and I feel bad for Craig Council that you know his celebration with Jack today I hope he didn't have to watch any of this game today he'll catch up on the clip notes version after the fact but Quite frankly, man, it's it's one of those things that it hasn't really been brought up again, but I'll bring it up here real briefly. I don't want to make this into a full segment, but Craig Council hasn't signed an extension. And Craig Council is essentially a manager free agent to be next year. And I don't know, I don't want to assume things for Craig. He can do whatever he wants in his baseball life. He has done just about everything there is to do in this game except a win and title for his hometown team. But Craig Council has put every ounce, the coaching staff has put every ounce of their energy and fiber into this team. And right now the Brewers are just trying to find a way to repay them and execute and do something in case... Craig Council decides to ride into the sunset because he deserves whatever his future decides, whatever he decides to do, he can do it. But the point is, I think he wants to go out with a little more positive energy in the way it's been going so far. Well, I mean, you know, you know what his goal is. His goal is to win a World Series for this city. Um, he he grew up here. He's got ties to the franchise in so many different ways, uh, which is uh it would be one of the cooler stories in Wisconsin sports history. Um, but unfortunately, Dom, we're, we're so far away from that, you know, right now. 
it, you know, they, they've just got a lot of things to pick up and whether he's going to be here for that too. I mean, it's, it's an interesting point and, you know, we're, we're not inside his head and he's not sharing a whole lot of things right now. And you can, you know, listen to certain storylines that are being established here and try to be creative, but we, we don't know if any of those um, are true here at this point, but you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I think from the, from the bottom line, um, and I've said this a few times on this show, the bottom line for this team here right now is this offense somehow needs to be fixed, helped, um, boosted. It, it doesn't need any more band-aids. Um, it, it just, it's, it's not like that. It, it needs something new to it. And, We'll see if they attack that and and if this, you know, happens. I'm not sure, but they can't keep plugging along like this. I mean, even this ninth inning rally, although you applaud it and you know how many rallies have started with two outs with, you know, a walk and a base hit, maybe, a, you know, a couple of more walks, you know, the big rallies, they, they keep rolling, man. Give me the base hits. Give me the doubles. Give me the gappers. Give me a home run. And, and this team has such a hard time doing that right now. Uh, I want to get to Chuck on the north side before we get to a break. Uh, Chuck, you are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Chuck, do you have us? Make sure your radio's off. Yeah, I do have it off. All right. Uh, hey, you're live on Brewers you Extra me? Innings. Yeah. Yes. I got a question for you and a comment. Uh, why can't uh, the catcher, uh, the Brewers catcher, throw anybody out on second base? Are they throwing out? Uh, is it the pitcher or is it the catcher? But they're not throwing anybody out on second base, and you can't win ball games if you can't get those guys out on second base. I think it's a mixture of things. Uh, appreciate the question, though. Remember, the rules yeah. incentivize trying to steal bases this year. They they want more stolen bases, right? And if you're going to pick on Este Uri Ruiz, the guy leads all of baseball in stolen bases. He's got 31 stolen bases. He's one of the fastest guys in the show. So it's already hard to throw out a guy like that. It is partially on pitchers, too, right? The Brewers are right about a league average caught stealing rate. League average is 20%. They're at 18%. Remember, they had the tough go of things in Cincinnati last weekend, uh, allowing, what was it, Craig? I think it was 11 or 12 stolen bases in that game against the uh, the Reds, but it's just as much on the pitcher as it is on the catcher. In fact, maybe more on the pitcher. If they're using a leg kick, if they're throwing curveball, you're really dead to rights in this new world of trying to throw out runners. Yeah, all those points are, are so true here right now, and I, and I think no greater than your first one. They're, they're, I mean, the rules have changed to, to aid uh, in the success of, of stolen bases, and we're seeing that, but I'll also add, you know, one other uh, well-known line that speed kills and the guys who are fast are the guys who are running and those guys uh, are having a heyday here right now. And we've seen them in, in these doses in that Cincinnati series. And then, you know, uh, a weekend later in this Oakland series as well. So, you know, if you're, if you're a team that's built, with some of the things that Dom and I are talking about right now, you're going to, you're going to be able to do uh, a lot of damage and make it look bad, but you also have to have a team that can score those runners as well. And I think some of the teams that have the ability to run here right now uh, might have, you know, speed built into their program, but that's about it at this point. So, 
it, it then it's up to good pitching to make sure that you don't allow that next batter to come up and and bring these guys in and you know at, at times the brewers have been able to do that and at times they haven't it, this hope this is the bottom of the barrel man i just i just hope this is the bottom uh we'll take a quick breather we'll try to come up with a difference making moment in this one thanks for everybody who stayed along 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 uh if you want to call in if you want to text in and uh, we're with you until the top of the hour, until 6 o'clock here tonight on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. You know, Craig, I was hoping today that, you know, with it being family day, so much pregame activity, all the families here, a, a way to keep your mind off of baseball, that this was going to be a good day. And the Brewers jumped out to a 2 nothing lead, and... Obviously, it didn't last, and they end up getting swept by the A's. But I, I just hope that this is the perfect way. If you can't hit the reset button after this series and hanging with your family, seeing everyone else smiling at the ones that stuck around, to have a good time with your families and just kind of forget about it and how, you know, a, a, it's a long year, obviously, and there's less than 100 games to go. There's still a lot of time to fix this. But at the end of the day, maybe this is, this is the time to hit the reset button if you're ever going to do it. Yeah, you know, the other thing is you can give all the credit you want and all the lip service to, you know, that Oakland is, um, you know, major league team and all that. I mean, I, I get that. But you know what? In in reality, and, and you tell me your opinion on this, if, if you're a major leaguer on the other side, they're like almost the last team that you want to come into town. And knowing that everybody in sports at some point puts together some kind of winning streak. So maybe have your your uh, your back on your heels a little bit going, you know, I, I hope it's not going to be their time because they had just won, you know, uh, two straight out in Pittsburgh before they came in here. Um, but I think the other bottom line is you're right about just having, you know, some time off here on Monday. You have a Tuesday night game up in Minnesota, then Wednesday afternoon, the second game of that series, then come back home. So you have Wednesday night off in Milwaukee, all day Thursday, another scheduled off day, and then an, another six-game homestand, you know, over the weekend and into the middle of the following week. So, you know, this is the time that sometimes you got to exhale a little bit, and let's hope that that all starts as soon as tonight for this team. It's also kind of an opportunity on the way that you realize as bad as everything has gone, Again, Murphy's loss. It's been for the last year and a half or so. The Brewers still have a chance in this awful division to make something out of it. And if you don't want to get into the postseason and not, not move on, that's fine. But at the end of the day, Phillies fans weren't that excited at this point of the year last season, and they made it all the way to the World Series. So they fired a manager. I'm not saying the Brewers are going to fire Craig Council. I'm not saying that. But I'm, the point I'm making is... You can turn the script pretty quickly. It just happens over time. It's kind of an oxymoron, right? Where you get that one, like if Rowdy hit that home run today, that could have been, and that's my difference-making moment, the fact that Rowdy didn't hit the homer just deflated this team and just deflated the fact, oh, we're not going to come back today. It's not going to happen. And yeah, they had a little comeback in the ninth, but the fact that you almost had the script printed out for you and it didn't happen... But it takes a swing like that. It takes a moment that, okay, we can do this. And then you start adding those victories up together. 
The Central sucks. You're not going to be out of it by the end of August. You're just not. So you might as well keep playing ball. I agree. I mean, all those points are are true, Dom. And and the bottom line is this division is up for grabs. I, I I'm not believing one person that says it's going to be St. Louis. Just wait. Well, they had a little run after a horrific start, and they're they're still sitting in last place. Last time I checked, or pretty close to it uh, on any given day. So this this division is up for grabs. Uh, stay afloat. Get some of these uh, guys that are injured, especially on the pitching side, back, and and turn this offense around somehow. Something's got to come through offensively for this team. This 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 division is definitely uh, still out there for Milwaukee. I mean, they're they're. I mean, the whole the whole spot is like, hey, you know, keep being true to yourself, and I think that's why you know, just in topic of Craig Council and stuff, that that's probably the, the greatest strength that he has had uh, on this franchise. Th- this guy's always played within himself. He's always managed with within himself and been able to relay that message to players as well. So uh, all is not lost after this uh, sweep by the Oakland Athletics, that's for sure. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at NXWealth.com. Uh, I gave you my difference-making moment. Didn't know if you had one that you wanted to share, Craig. Well, yeah, I do, and and it's also on the brewer side, Dom. Uh, I'll go back to the uh, second inning, uh, the nine-hitter Monasterio. Uh, leads off with the single, gets the stolen base, and then Owen Miller rips a double down the left field line, and the Brewers are up two to nothing. But my thing there is the Brewers had a runner at second base and nobody out, strikeout, ground out, fly out to end it, and you leave your runner out there at second base. I mean, that that's an opportunity with – the fact that you haven't scored many runs over the last three or four games, that to me could have been that bust out inning that we were all looking for. And it went dormant again, three for 12 with runners in scoring position, 11 left on base again. And to me, if you get something, you crank something up and keep her going right there. Uh, it could have been the difference maker. It's uh, one of those stretches, man. I mean, yep. it stinks. It's frustrating. And it feels like everybody is laughing at you. And quite frankly, they kind of are right now. But you know what? You, you dig yourself up. You, you clean yourself off from the dust on you. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm watching. I'm sitting here in our booth at American Family Field right now. And, you know, you got the family day festivities still going on. Everyone's having post-game meal. The families are out here. And if you want to know how serious this coaching staff's taking it, and specifically Pat Murphy, Pat Murphy is still in uniform right now. Everyone else is trying to enjoy a night. Pat Murphy just emerged from the dugout, and he's still in uniform. And I, I think people forget these guys are humans. Everyone's complaining about the hitting coaches and Connor Dawson and Ozzie Timmons, and it's easy to pick a scapegoat when the team is losing. It's easy to pick something, and why aren't they hitting? You have two hitting coaches. Every team has multiple hitting coaches, multiple analysts, every single team. It's execution, okay? These guys are wearing it, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying the point is they're humans too. They feel it even more than you feel it because this is their livelihoods. Fans and 
what you guys do for us. It makes us have a job, and we appreciate you. These guys have a job to win baseball games, and they feel it when they're not winning baseball games. Yeah, a lot of these guys just, you know, they wear it on their sleeve. I, I remember when uh, Prince Fielder was here, Dom, and, and I, I had Sophia's job before uh, she came in to be our reporter. And how many times I was down on the field, especially those early days, uh, when those guys uh, as a big group, you know, him and JJ and and uh, all, all those guys, uh, Ryan Braun, uh, Ricky Weeks, all trying to figure out how to win as young kids and man, a- after every loss, he used to sit down in that dugout for probably 10 to 15 minutes. And if you came uh, within an uh, earshot of him, it was like he was ready to rip your head off. Like, give me some space. I need to blow this off. I'm taking every one of these losses seriously. Uh, that's how it goes. And and for a guy that's as intense as Pat Murphy and he's been around baseball in all different levels for as long as he has. I'm glad he's still in his uniform, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, um, it, it's just a, a good sign all the way around. It's uh, trying to find a silver lining. The roof's opening. The panels are opening. So let's go enjoy uh, the rest of a Sunday night here, Craig. Really appreciate your time and your insight, as always, in this group therapy session for Brewers fans right now. Exactly. Uh, it, it's it, it rained today, so I can't even say go enjoy the sunshine, but uh, appreciate you as always, my friend. All right, pal. We'll talk to you soon. All right, go enjoy an off day. He deserves it. Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, We're going to talk hot and cold and hear from the acting manager, Pat Murphy, coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Okay, 8-6 to the final today. The Brewers are swept by the A's. Just prepare online, y'all. It's not going to be a fun few days for the Brewers fans, but I appreciate everyone's honesty tonight and on Twitter as well. For the folks asking leadership questions, Craig Council questions, general manager questions, things of that nature, I don't think we're at that point personally. I, I, I mentioned it a moment ago, the fact that Craig Council's future is in his own hands. Uh, he can decide whatever he wants to do moving forward, given this is the last year of his contract, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But uh, and right now, it, it it's easy to make uh, a freak-out, knee-jerk reaction, but there is plenty of data to support the fact that the offense has been ice cold for a few weeks now, and that's true, 100%. But uh, it's one of those things, you know, they always say, don't make a major decision when you're emotional, whether you're really happy or you're really sad, right? So... I wonder how this is going to dig themselves out of the rest of the month of June because they've got some contenders on the way. Uh, it's time for who's hot and who's cold. That'll lead into this. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. And don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. You certainly haven't needed it today, but schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Who's hot? The Arizona Diamondbacks. They are in first place in the AL, or excuse me, in the NL West. They have won five games in a row. They're 40 and 25. They and the Braves are the only teams at 40 wins in the National League and they are coming to town in a week's time. So look out for them also by current projections. 
the Brewers are going to get both Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, just by my count, when they come to pitch here and come to play here. So look out for that. That's not uh, something to be excited about right now for the Brewers as they're coming to town. The cold answer is just the central as a whole. The Cardinals are 27-39. and 39. They lost to the Reds, and the Reds are playing better baseball, especially with Ellie De La Cruz arriving. I wonder if the Brewers, you know, when Sal Freelich arrives, because he's going to play in the big leagues this year if he's healthy and he's performing. When Bryce Terang hits his way back up to the big leagues, he's going to be a performer. He's going to be someone the Brewers really look forward to. Who's going to be the spark for the Brewers to heat things up right now for the team? Because... They're cold right now. The Central is cold right now. Pittsburgh, they uh, they had a tough go of things with the Mets uh, over the weekend yesterday, but they win today by a 2-1 final beating the New York Mets, and the Brewers will see a four-game set with them coming up as well. But I, I look at the upcoming schedule for the Brewers. You got the Twins, two-gamer coming up this week. You come home for the Pirates, the first time you're meeting with them. Then you're home for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have been a very, very good team all season long. They've already taken a series from the Brewers uh, this year. And then after the Diamondbacks, you go to Cleveland. They've got great pitching. Maybe not so much offense, but they've got great pitching. The Mets, you're probably going to see Verlander and Scherzer given, and Senga, who's been a four-game set. That's been a, a gem for them. The Pirates, they're in first place. Keep an eye on them. Then 4th of July are the Cubs, and the Cubs, they won the season series last year. Then the Reds are going to be on fire, and you'll see them both going into and out of the All-Star break. Then you get Philly. Then you get Atlanta. Then you get Cincy again. Then you get Atlanta again, and you don't get a breather until the end of the month against the Nationals. It's not getting easier. So they need to flip the switch ASAP, right? We'll see if they're able to do it. Let's hear from the acting manager today, Pat Murphy, starting with uh, what's going on strategy-wise from the view of his chair, filling in for Craig Council today. You just go pitch by pitch there. You know what I mean? You know the possibilities. You don't you don't try to forecast too much. You just try to plan ahead for what defense is going to be if you have to go back on the field and, you know, <clears throat> try to use a little strategy on, on uh, what you do in that inning to get to that spot where you have the, the at least the tying or winning run at the plate. Looking back at how big was just the top of the ninth where they were able to get that, that lead and mm. push it out. I mean, there's a number of points in the game that, you know, hit, you know, my overall feeling, you got to give them credit. They've been getting their teeth kicked in all year, and it's Major League Baseball, and from what I know of it, everybody's kind of like, an inch from the top and an inch from the bottom, and they've been getting their teeth kicked in all year in an embarrassing way when it looks like overall record. But these are major league players, and I know some of the characters they got over there, so they're, they've got some great character over there. And they, they, those players have stepped up and played good baseball in the last 10 days, and it's not a fluke. You know what I mean? They're, they play hard, and their offense is together, and um, the pitching staff did a great job. I, I think you credit them. No, it doesn't. It doesn't ignore the fact that we're we're hobbling in so many ways. But don't forget, that's a major league team over there. That we can assume a lot of things, but when you lace it on, it's it's uh, those guys are really good players too. You know, that's why they got in the big leagues. Burke, in terms of just the the way you manage the pen with off days tomorrow and 
and Thursday, it looked like you were kind of aggressive in usage, like with Peter. Um, like some guys were in, like in the big picture, how, how aggressive do you feel like you were today in some of those decisions? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, Freddie, you could see Freddie had the, the, the inning that paralyzed him a little bit. That that took a lot out of him. That was almost a 30-some pitch inning, and that takes a lot out of any, any pitcher. And in, in the fourth inning, now he's got to go back out and do the fifth. He did a great job. You can't ask him to go deep over 100 pitches. And it's still early in the season. He's still, um, I say early, it's still a point in the season where, okay, we got a full bullpen pretty much. We, we didn't want to use biomps today. But other than that, you know, we had pretty much a full bullpen. And Strez needed a pitch today. And maybe even one plus. So that was our thought going in. We need, he kind of needs to get back on track and get his confidence back. Um, and uh, so that was the plan. Could have been a one run game, maybe? Go to Devin there in the ninth? No, probably not. Probably not. You know, it's just, you got to be careful of that. But um, it, it's a different scenario for those guys when they haven't been in those roles. It's, it's definitely different. It's definitely feeling whatever. But yeah. Probably wouldn't have one run with Devin. Craig last night talked about like the inability to put pressure on their pitching staff. Today it was a little different. Yeah. Being able to get the leadoff hitter on and walks in there, especially in the ninth inning, was it just kind of that the last, the next hit? I, I think, I think whenever you're losing, you know what I mean, or whenever you're kind of in a stretch where you're you've been woken up a little bit, you're like, you know, let, let's lock lock in a little harder. You know, it's hard to do it. Every game for six months, but I think, I think by and large the the offensive players locked in a little bit and had some really good abs. We just missed some balls, you know, Rowdy's ball. He just missed that ball, or we got a whole new atmosphere. Um, I think a lot of guys put together some good abs, but they're still. I mean, we're banged up, and there's a lot to improve on. So certainly a lot to figure out for the brewers i think if you're going to take a glass half full real quick at this they know what they need to fix it's the offense and how they do it remains to be seen but they're 34 and 32 66 games in the books you've got another what would that be so 66 games done so 96 games to go let's see what you got you know dig deep Let's see. I can't wait to see what this movie, how it's going to turn. We're approaching a climax here. Let's see how the Brewers are able to react to it. Let's play a couple of the big plays from this one up next. Running uh, down the end of the show here to the top of the hour on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. There were a couple of big plays in this one, including positive ones. I mean, you got to start left on left. Christian Yelich delivered the lineup card today, and if the Brewers won this game, he would have delivered it on Tuesday, but he got off to a hot start. Pitch. Driven to left. This one should get out of here. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Christian Yelich! And the Brewers are on the board! And they had a chance to add more. They got robbed on some defense by Esteri Ruiz. 1-0 pitch. Hit to center. Back Ruiz, still back at the track, caught it right up against the wall. Yelich back to first on a drive that went 400 feet and needed about two more for a tie game. 
And then also missing it by a stitch, Rowdy Telez had a chance to put the Brewers uh, in front in the bottom of the eighth. Now we are ready again. 2-2. Swing a fly ball into right center. Playable. Almost. And caught to end the inning. You can hear it. Just a little subtle click. He missed it by a stitch. I said so on Twitter. Eight to six, Brewers are swept by the A's. We'll wrap up the program coming up right after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in today or is listening after the fact on the podcast. Try to be honest, try to be fair in the beginning of the show, and that's where we are now. Final couple minutes here of the program. You can follow me on Twitter at Dom underscore Catronio. Here's the week ahead, right? You got an off day tomorrow. Sit back, relax. Don't think about baseball for 24 hours. We'll be back with Brewers Extra Innings on Tuesday night after the game. Border battle, of course. Brewers and Twins. Then uh, we will not have a post-game show coming up on uh, Wednesday, given that is a day game. So just a quick heads up. No post-game on Wednesday off day Thursday, but we will have Brewers or Brewers Weekly for you on Thursday night. So we're on the air at 6.05 on Tuesday, post-game with Greg Matzik Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, no post-game show on the air at 11.35. It'll be uh, a 7.10 first pitch Tuesday, and then a 12.05 first, or 12.10 first pitch Wednesday. Off day Thursday, Brewers Weekly that night at 8.00. And then Friday back for more. It'll be the Pirates in town on the air at 6 with Brewers warm-up on Friday. Extra innings after that one as well with yours truly. Then I've got you covered for Brewers warm-up over the weekend. At 2 o'clock on Saturday for a 3-10 first pitch. And then at noon on Sunday for a 1-10 first pitch. There's a lot that's going to happen. There's a lot that needs to happen moving forward for the Brewers. This stunk. This absolutely stunk this week. And something has to change, and we will wait and see what that change looks like. Is it an aggressive offense? Is it personnel? Is it a spark from the minor leagues? But you cannot act like everything is okay after this week, and let's see how they respond to this. Because at the end of the day, you can't last going 19-26 and 26, You know, since April. There are seven games under 500 since late April. This has been bubbling and today it boiled over. You need to find a way to win more series, especially series that on paper you should win. And it's not going to get easier as we just read through the schedule that's up ahead here for the Brewers. Dig deep, find something, and let's have some fun here at the ballpark again. It's going to be a big week of central opponents with the Tigers, or excuse me, with the uh, Pirates coming to town, uh, and then the Diamondbacks being in first place out west. So you're going to figure out real quick if they made the adjustment now or if it's going to be too little too late. Uh, my thanks to Evan Wittalison, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Thanks to Craig Kashan as well. Thanks to my dad for joining earlier. Until next time, keep on swinging.